Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green, and joining me to talk about a great round two is Dave Hine out in Germany. Dave, how's it going, man? Fantastic. Ready to go coast to coast with great uh, round two action. Uh, some pretty fun games and can't wait to to break them down and, and uh, yeah, talk about the whole week. Yeah, it was another awesome, uh, awesome week of BCL action. We got a cool show for you. Joining us later on the show is big man Jordan Morgan from Banvit. Morgan has been one of the top performers in the BCL through the first two weeks, and he's also just a really interesting guy. Uh, we talked to him about Banvit's 2-0 starts, the secrets to his individual success, and some of the awesome community service work that he's doing through his foundation. But before we get to the Jordan Morgan interview, we're going to kind of jump uh, jump into the group-by-group action uh, look at some of the best games from the week and talk about some of the top performers. And that's it, folks. 96 to 67. Banvit pull away for a convincing win in the second half. Dave, let's start it off with Group A. Uh, we'll be really quick with this game Banvit versus Lamont uh, because we have Jordan Morgan coming up a little bit later to talk about this one. Banvit pulling out a 96 67 win at home. They are now 2 and 0 in the Champions League. Uh, Dave, what do you think about this Banvit team so far? You know, you, you know, Morgan Thornton, Oliver, you know, those guys are going to produce, but you know, you look at this game and you look at the two 19 year olds, Hauser and, and, and Atar both, you know, having good games, 14 points for Hauser and, and, and 10 points, um, for, uh, for Atar. And, you know, that has to impress you. And, and I think those guys, those youngsters are really going to have to um, continue to produce all year uh, just to give the, the other, you know, the, the other core, let's call it the American core, whatever, however you want to, you know, define it, but to give them some, some, some help. So, and, and when you get that stuff, you know, there's, there's a reason why you win by, uh, 29. For sure. Yeah. Great performances from the young kids uh, there with Banvit. We're going to leave that one as it is since we got Morgan coming up later. Looking at some other ones in Group B, Group A, uh, MHP Reason Ludwigsburg, they dropped to 0-2, losing 77-96 at home versus Avellino. Dave, this is a really talented Avellino team. Kiefer Sykes exploded in this game. He had 26 points off the bench. And uh, and that was something that Norris Cole mentioned in our interview last week, where he said Kiefer Sykes, you know, he's second to none. He comes off the bench, but he's got starter type talent. And uh, and he showed it in this game. Also, Matt Costello had a great game playing both ends of the floor, defensively blocking shots, protecting the rim, offensively kind of creating some problems around the paint, hitting hook shots. He's able to stretch the floor a little bit. So I, I really like this Avellino team, Dave. Yeah, I mean, they win by 19, score 96 points, and Cole only needs to have six points and seven assists, you know. Fif- 15 turnovers total in this game. So nice, nice clean game and 59% shooting, you know, um, for, a, for a John Patrick coach team. Uh, I'm sure he sees that number and, and, and thinks, what happened yeah, really defensively, MHP struggled in this game. Uh, it seemed like Avellino was, they were getting dribble penetration basically whenever they wanted. Norris Cole was able to blow past Jordan Crawford. And when Ludwigsburg did apply that full court pressure, Cole didn't have any problems handling that. Like th- this guy's a two time NBA champion. He kind of figured that out pretty quickly, blew right past those guys and, and was able to feed Nichols and, uh, Costello inside. And then also, uh, Sykes and Cole, they were kicking it out to open shooters. So a lot of weapons on this Avellino team. Uh, Ludwigsburg 0-2 now. They, they might be in trouble coming into the, into the third week of the season. Looking elsewhere in this group, Murcia, they also improved to 2-0. They took down Vince Spills 91-85. Uh, Dave, kind of a weird stat with this game on the Vince Spills side, huh? Yeah, six assists. You score 85 points and just have six assists. Um, yeah, it, it, I guess it's one of the oddities of, of, of basketball, so... Yeah, Murcia, 91 points, very balanced scoring effort from them. Uh, they, they look really solid, and I'm excited about uh, some of their upcoming games as they take on some of the tougher teams in this group. And in the final game, Anvil, uh, they lost at home 82-93 to against the visitors Nizhny Novgorod from Russia. Uh, Kendrick Perry, a guy who was kind of a star of, of round one going head-to-head with Norris Cole, he had another strong game. Uh, Dave, what do you think about this Nizhny team? I like this team. Uh, you know, they, they move the ball really well. They had 25 assists. Uh, they, they have a couple of, of really good shooters, you know, um, 
uh, Uzinski and, and uh, Babarin, you know, they combined for, uh, they both hit four three pointers, four, four, uh, eight, four, 11. Um, and it, they also took a punch uh, in the, in the third quarter. Um, it was a, it was a 12 point game. And then they got it down to, they got it down to one and, and will did. And, and they just punched right back. Uh, with a 9-0 run, and 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 that was and that was basically enough to carry them to this victory again. When, when we've talked in the past, you know, getting road victories in 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 this turn in this competition is so important, and to do that, it was really impressive. And and Perry, you know, didn't really do loads. He only you know he only took uh, he only took nine shots. You know, but the you know directed things around with with eight assists and you know three steals. Um, I, I I really like Perry a lot. Yeah, Perry has been fantastic. And really the level of point guard play across the BCL has been great. When you look at Cole, Tyrese Rice, Perry, uh, you know, Sykes off the bench there at Avellino, we could, we could go on and on. There's been some great point guard play across the BCL and Nizhny. It's a good thing they got this win on the road because next week they host Morcia, who are all two and oh in the group, as I said. So that's going to be a really tough game. Uh, looking forward to that one next week. The score here is going to be awfully difficult on Holon. Day. Day! All right, moving on to Group B, which featured maybe the game of the week with Umana Raya Venezia holding off an explosive Hapoel Halone offense to win 111 to 104 in double overtime. Austin Day for Venezia led the way with 30 points and 11 rebounds. His efforts uh, ended up winning him MVP of the week awards. 16 of his 30 points came in the two overtimes. Uh, and he also hit some big shots earlier in the game to, to keep Halone from pulling away. Also on Venezia, Marquez Haynes had a really big game, 17 points, 7 assists for him. Uh, he came out big in the second overtime, hit a clutch 3 that made it 104-101 with just under 2 minutes left. And then uh, with 22 seconds left, he was able to blow by his man and get a layup that uh, put Venezia up by 4 points. Crazy, crazy back and forth game, a lot of big time shot making. Khalif Wyatt from Halone was absolutely on fire. He had 35 points uh, for the new high-scoring mark of this BCL season. Uh, Dave, what do you think about about these two teams? It was uh, quite an offensive explosion. Well, great, great, great game. You know, 23 lead changes, nine nine points was the biggest lead for either team. Um, you know, whenever you look at the team comparison, you know, on, on the website and you see it, you know, just really tight, you're always like, oh, this one, you know, looks looks definitely fun. That that three pointer by by Wyatt in the first overtime was, you know that was that was Curry like you know and it, there was 18 seconds left on the shot clock and it's like I, I saw it I'm like what the you know it's like, um but you know and 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 uh, but just to get to the second overtime you know that was impressive you know I think it was it was um, 16 seconds left and it was a five point deficit and then uh, you know Wyatt hit a three. Uh, Sorella missed both free throws and then fouls Walden. And I mean, you know, talk about big boy pants from Corey Walden hitting those two free throws uh, with 0.2 seconds left. Needs both of them uh, to go to uh, to go to second overtime. And if I'm not mistaken, there was like some, you know, it took a while for him to get the ball either on the first or the second free throw. And so he had, a, you know, time to think and, and you know, buried both of them. And um, yeah, just just a, a thrilling game you know why whenever whenever you see some you know somebody like that hot i think it was 8 to 16 threes uh but that that three pointer was was just um was just crazy uh, but but day was was fantastic you know you you look at some of these some of these guys you know with with um with nba you know experience uh, Cole and day uh it's 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 pretty it's pretty impressive For sure. Elsewhere on the Venezia team, Mitchell Watt with another great game. He had 24 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, He came up big in their round 1 win over Pauk as well. So it looks like a great start to the season for Watt. Uh, Gaspar Vidmar still uh, still needs to kind of acclimate, become a little more comfortable with the team there. But that's going to be a great 1-2 punch at the center spot uh, once Vidmar is a little more acclimated. And this Halone team, like, th- these guys are fun, man. They push the pace. They shoot a ton of threes. They were 17 of 34 last week when they took down Freeborg, uh, 15 of 35 this week as a team, so they take a ton, and they can make them as well. A lot of great shot makers. 
Khalif Wyatt, like you said, he was eight of 16 from three in this game. Uh, for the season, he is the top scorer in the league at 28 points per game, and he's shooting 48% from the three point line. Uh, Tyrese Rice is, is right behind him in points per game, shooting 70% from the three point line, which is crazy. But I, I feel like Wyatt can keep up that, can keep up that pace. Like he's got a good stroke. He's clearly not afraid to take big shots. Uh, so this, this alone team, they're going to be dangerous. Oh, for sure. It makes, makes my, uh, my, my, um, preview, um, my, my pre season preview, week one preview, uh, you know, possible upset. Uh, Freebore and, and, and alone kind of looks silly, but, uh, we'll come back to Freebore. For sure. So moving on to Tenerife, the 2017 champions, uh, they had another blowout victory in this week. They took down Nanterre 58 to 75. Uh, they held Nanterre to just seven points in the first quarter and then it was pretty much over from there. Uh, Dave seems like business as usual for Tenerife. Yeah. I mean, whenever you hold somebody to seven points in the first quarter, you know, um, and, and are already clicking. Yeah. This is, you know, there, there's, there's a reason why this team is, is really one of the, 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 the top contenders, uh, for the title. And, and, you know, to go to Nanterre and, 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 and blow somebody out by 17 on the road, you know, and, 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 and not, not really break a sweat, it seems, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a real uh, fun season for 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 Tenerife fans. Absolutely, Freiburg, the Swiss champions, uh, they picked up their first win of the season, taking down Opava ninety-seven to seventy-nine. They have a big man there who made the team of the week. Dave, why don't you tell us about Baba Carture? Man, <laughs> what a, what a, what a game! But what a season he's had. Um, you know, he had twenty-three, sixteen, uh, eight offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, uh, Freeboard just absolutely killed uh, Opava on the glass. 48 to 24 uh, with 22 offensive rebounds. But uh, Torre just has continued it. You know, I mean, he, he, he brought Freeboard through those qualifiers, averaged 15.7 points, 10.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. So, yeah, this is just a, just a, a great big man. And, and uh, I think. You know, if if some if if they're gonna, and what also is impressive is, I mean, it it doesn't matter who it is, but you know, you go and take a a big lead in the th- third quarter and just blow up blow them away. You know, they won by twenty uh, by eighteen. That's impressive for for any team, you know. And so uh, I think I think uh, you know this this free freeboard team is is kind of back on on track uh, after the 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 really poor kind of kind of overwhelming uh overwhelmed second half against and against Halone in week one in round one yeah after watching what Halone did against Venezia it's hard to fault Freiburg for that uh that first game performance where they gave up a ton of threes and and a lot of points seems like Halone's going to be doing that to everyone this season and the final game for this group Pauk losing at home 95 100 to Telecom Baskets Bond uh, Dave, you seem pretty pleasantly surprised about this Bond team. Yeah, you know, I kind of talked them down, or uh, I don't know if necessarily talked them down is is the is the right word, but I was kind of wondering what some of the guys that they brought in, how they would respond to to the level, and you know, it's been really it's been a really good uh, season for these guys. Uh, you know, with with Webb and and James and and and, and Mayo, um, and and another thing that I really liked about this 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 performance for Bond was that. You know they they lost Charles Jackson. You know um, to fo- you know on fouls uh, and uh, and then they lost uh, James Webb. Um, he was uh, was ejected, and uh, they were still able to to hold off uh, Pauk. You know in in uh, in Greece. Um, you know just you know James and James was fantastic and uh, Subotic, and uh, yeah it, it's it, I. I I'm not going to say stand corrected because I just was wondering about Bond, but you know they're three and zero in the German league as well, and so they're playing really good basketball. And and uh, you know Pauk, you know they're they're zero and two now, and uh, I saw that uh, overnight they 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 added a um, a veteran leadership on the wing with uh, Malenko Tepic, so obviously he's going to be somebody to 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 help uh, out on the out on on the wing th- shooting threes and you know just giving them also a veteran leadership uh, quality uh, so um i you know 
Pauk losing at home, you can't, you definitely don't want to do that. But so, but Bond, yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, and then they also, it's it it funny because the, the Bond website, um, they, they titled their, their, uh, their, their game report BCL Party Crasher because this was a fourth, 400th, uh, international game for Pauk. So, um, crashing the party. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to the communications team there in Bonn. This is a really fun team. A lot of athleticism. Uh, Rashad James, like you said, had an awesome game. 21 points, 6 assists, and he hit the dagger 3 with about a minute left. And also Jorman Bartolo, the, the Cuban, the Cuban German, um, uh, you know, definitely, you know, um, you know, distinguishes himself on the defensive end. He came up with a big steal late as well. Um, and, you know, and again, like you said, the uh, just absolutely fantastic athleticism of this team. Laren Zakis, he's hit five so far. Make that six. Another three-pointer for Laren Starting off Group C, one of my favorite teams to watch in the competition so far this season, Hapoel Jerusalem. They improved to 2-0, taking down Litkabelis 81-67. This is a super fun Jerusalem team. I love Tamir Blatt at point guard, uh, the young 21-year-old Israeli. Great playmaker, good shot maker, uh, just a really solid all-around offensive point guard and, and puts in good effort on the defensive end as well. And then Jerusalem, like Bond, this is a team with a lot of athleticism. Uh, Jacobin Brown, Owens, uh, Chris Johnson, like Deshaun Butler. This is, this is a team with some big time athletes on it. And then when you have a playmaker like Blatt, Jacobin Brown can also distribute the ball really well. Uh, it's, it's going to be a fun team to watch all season long. I mean, you said it, and and one thing that you didn't mention that 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 is also really as important is you know that veteran leadership of a guy like Eliyahu and and even you know Dave, uh, Damon um, Damon uh, Amari Stoudemire, you know when you have two super veterans like that, even even uh, um, Ion the the veteran point guard, you know, has seen so much, uh, so many battles in in, uh, in in European and international basketball. So you know that veteran leadership just adds that much more. Um, uh, dynamics to this team for sure Ilyahu is a guy who just makes winning plays like great passes clutch rebounds he, he's always seems to be in the right spots like that that guy uh through the first two games of the season he's he's been huge in terms of their wins and losses he might not show up in the box score as much as Jacobin Brown and and some of these other guys but uh yeah Eliyahu's been absolutely crucial for them uh, looking at another team that's 2-0 and in this group, Fuenlabrada took down Antwerp 96-84. to Interesting situation in Fuenlabrada. We talked about their game last week. They took down Bomberg on a Hail Mary prayer of a three buzzer beater from Paco Cruz to win in Bomberg. Then over the weekend, they lost by 50 points in the ACB to Basconia. Uh, that prompted a coaching change. They brought in Jose Maria Raventos, a longtime assistant there, and he led them to a 12-point win over Antwerp. Uh, Dave, wh- what do you think about these two teams? Both of these teams uh, look like they're, they're still definitely potential playoff contenders out of this group. Yeah, I mean, um, you know... I, I wonder. I wonder if uh, Raventos is going to stay as head coach. I didn't see if they've, you know, uh, if they announced it as a as an interim or or what the what the actual announcement was. It seemed pretty pretty. Um, I mean, okay, fifty points at home is is obviously a pretty steep loss, but it seemed like a a, um, a, a short leash for 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 Julba. Um, but yeah, i I mean. We talked about it last week. You know, you look at at this Fuenlabrada team, and there's a lot of talent on it. Even, you know, uh, uh, Noguera didn't even play. Um, you know, I, I like that that Mark Garcia uh, came off um, uh, came off the bench. He scored 14. The the, the I think he's 21 or 22 year old, um, and so that gives them yet another weapon. Yes, so it's kind of a weird situation. Um, you know, all the talent on the team, and we'll just have to see how they how they move forward. For sure. Interesting move by Fuenlabrada. Uh, elsewhere, the team they beat last week, Bomberg, win another tight game at home. This one with a little bit more breathing room. They beat uh, Dijon 73-64. to Tyrese Rice was really the story in this one. He caught fire, scoring 12 points in the final five minutes to take down Dijon. Uh, Dave, did you see this one? Yeah, I saw the... Saw the uh... Both the beginning and the end, um, 
you know, I, I think if you look at the beginning of the uh, of the game, you look at the end of the game, you you really can see what uh, um, <laughs> the what the Bumberg fans are probably going through. You know, two of sixteen from the from the field in the first quarter, they score four points uh, in the four in the in the first quarter. Um, and then, you know, Rice, it's just like, all right, I'll just wait until the fourth quarter to, to, to do my thing. Um, and, but they were down, you know, they were down by, they were down by four points, uh, uh, late. It was 49 53. And then, and then, uh, went on a, uh, on a nine point, uh, run and then, uh, kicked it back out to, to nine points. And that was basically the game. But, you know, other than that fourth, that fourth quarter spurt, there really wasn't anything, else uh for this uh for this bumberg team so you know it's it's a it's a new unit and uh and i think that um uh Bogotskis is, is still trying to figure everything else what he's got you know he started kabulka um at the three uh instead of olinda at the three the last game and so it's you know he's trying to figure out you know what he's got with the young kids and uh you know harris had a big game off the bench the the the, the veteran schmidt started so I think he's trying to figure everything out what he's got. Yeah, for sure. One thing for certain, uh, nobody can guard Tyrese Rice, like, at all. Like, this dude is just a monster going to his left hand. Uh, you know, David Holston, like, it, it didn't really matter who Dijon threw out there. They had three or four different defenders on him uh, in the final minutes, and he was just cooking everyone. He's got just such beautiful touch on that little lefty floater. He can kind of hang in the air and readjust. He's automatic from the three-point line. Like I said, 70% from the three-point line uh, through the first two games of the season. So great start to the to the year for Tyrese Rice, and hopefully he can keep that up moving forward. Last game of the group, this was another double overtime thriller. We had two double overtime games this week. This one saw Nimburg losing at home 93-94 to the defending champions Ike Athens. This was a game that Ike really needed to win after they lost their season opener against Hapoel Jerusalem. So thrilling game for them. Uh, Laren Zakis led the way with 23 points, including 7 of 8 three-pointers. He hit a clutch go-ahead three uh, to put them up by two points late in the game. Jonas Machulis, one of their big signings from the summer, he chipped in 21 points on five of nine shooting from three. So a, a big win from Ike on the road uh, to you know get to one and one and and uh, hopefully uh, start out their title defense in a in a little better fashion. You know they were they were up by Ike was up by 19 and. Nimber came back, and Urban had a really good look on that three at the end of regulation. He had a really good look. It was a tie game, and and that could have won, and that could have put Ike in a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, in the end, uh, they 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 pulled it out. Um, but you know, even Lawrence, uh, Lawrence on the 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 layup attempt uh, with whatever a couple seconds left on the clock in in the in the second overtime, um, you know. If if either of those two shoot shots go in, then you know Ike is is Ike and 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 Luca Banki are 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 in real problems, or you know at least early on. You know we talked about Ludwigsburg going zero two. If Ike had gone zero two, um, you know, you know situation might be a little a little uh, a little more troublesome. Uh, Nathan uh, Rathan Mays, I think he yeah. So he was one of fourteen shooting. He did have eleven assists, but you know one of fourteen shooting. Um, so still question marks out there. Uh, interesting to see what, what Ike is, is going to do, um, the next couple of games. Protagonists just feeding each other out a little bit. Skip pass, Lang, feet set for three. It's good. Nicola Lang. All right. And last but not least, Group D starting this one off with Strasbourg and Bayreuth. Strasbourg improving to 2-0 with a 67-63 win at home over German club Bayreuth. Uh, Dave, you really like this Strasbourg team. What's uh, What what should fans be looking for over there? A, a stellar leader in Ali Traore. Um, the guy's, you know, he's 33 and still can do it. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Just super crafty veteran uh, winner, you know. Um, Coach Cole knows him for so long, you know. Petrus, you know, zero points, but you know it was late in the game, and there was a free throw that went off, and um, 
and 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 Petrus goes diving into the into the uh, diving out of bounds to save save a loose ball. Um, Nicola Lang, uh, man, he I I I'll tell you what you know we talked about Hyatt uh, Wyatt and his his three points, um, but Long is 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 a pretty sweet shooter too, and um, yeah, and and you know they're trying to figure out what they have with their young kids. You know, Bay, uh, Bayhurst is you know the the the, the small point guard. Um, and he was in there in the fourth quarter. Uh, cool, cool me. He was just overmatched with, with the, with the big, uh, with the big, uh, Americans, um, from Bayreuth. But yeah, I, I really, I really like this, this, this team, this Strasbourg team. Bayreuth, I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to wonder what they have. They're struggling, uh, in the league as well. Um, it's, it's, uh, you, I love Damon Brooks. Um, you know, Adonis uh, Thomas is definitely a, a, a big, big game, a big time uh, shot maker. Um, but some of these, how everything fits together, it, you know, it, you know, Cornus, um he's still got a, he's still got work to do and try to figure everything out here. And so um, this is still definitely a work in progress. The pieces look nice. You know, what is Robertson going to do? You know, two points had on, I just took one shot. Um, uh, one assist in 25 minutes for, for Robertson. Uh, is that what they wanted from him? So uh, definitely a work in, in progress. You, you saw it. What do you think? What do you, what do you think of these guys? Uh, for Bayreuth, I mean, there's, there's some talent there. Like you said, Thomas Brooks, like these guys are big time players. Brooks hit a lot of, uh, tough shots and he's, he's a tough matchup. He's a big guy who can kind of go down in the post hit little turnaround jumpers. Thomas is a very versatile guy. I thought Hassan Martin had some really strong moments uh, for Bayreuth. He finished with 12 points and six rebounds. But like you said, just the wily veteran uh, Traore and then also last year's Final Four MVP, Mike Green, who uh, transferred over to Strasbourg from Ike Athens last season. Both those guys made a lot of big plays late in this game. And I thought it was a situation where Strasbourg just had um, you know too much experience uh, and, and that, uh, veteran leadership really helped them through it at the end of this one. Yeah. Green eight, bo- uh, Dorrit, uh, you know, he kept taking him down to the post, um, and cause he knew that Dorrit wasn't going to be able to, to, to handle him. And if the help came over, he just dished to his big man. So yeah, great. It, I, I, like I said, I really like the Strasbourg team. Another team we really like, Virtus Bologna, one of uh, the most impressive teams through the first two rounds of the competition. They improved to 2-0 and with an 89-60 win at home over Ustende. Uh, my guy Brian Quale, a fellow University of Montana alum, led the way for Bologna with 15 points. Kevin Punter had a, a relatively quiet 11, but we know he can explode. Uh, Amath Mbai chipped in 14. Uh, a lot of weapons on this Bologna team, Dave. Exactly what I have written down. Multiple weapons, um, twenty turnovers for Ostend, and man, we got a shout out for for University of Montana too. Yeah, who would have thought? And Martin Brunig over at uh, Bayreuth didn't didn't get any playing time, but he's also a Montana kid. So we got we got two of them in the league. Western Illinois, Western Illinois University. I don't think I have to check, but I don't think there's anybody in the league. I have to check on that one. Another team that's 2-0 and in the group, this one's probably a surprise uh, for most people, is this team wasn't a consensus pick as a Final Four contender or anything like that. But Prometheus out in Greece, they improved to 2-0 and after beating Ljubljana 79-77. to uh, Dave, some, some worrisome statistics for this Ljubljana team. Yeah, I mean, it's a young team that's trying to find its way, you know, uh, you know, we've we've kind of talked about their their young players with Samanach and and uh, and Sanon being the two big names. Mesicek is all you know, also two thousand. Uh, he's um, uh, uh, twenty one, uh, but you know, twenty one turnovers on the road. Uh, but even more alarming, you know, fifteen offensive rebounds for for Prometheus. You know, that's not that's not how you're going to win road games, and and that's you know one of the things uh, you know ups and downs of of having a young young team. Uh, you know, one, one note for, for Prometheus, you know, you have to be pretty happy uh, as a coach when you're, when your point guard, um, you know, he goes over six from the field, uh, Nikos, uh, Kikas, uh, over six from the field, zero points, but this is nine assists to just one turnover. Um, and so you, you, that's, that's the kind of point guard that that you you have to be pleased a nine to one assist turnover is, is just uh fantastic 
Another player with nine assists, Lorenzo Williams over at Neptunus. He helped lead them to a 78-63 win over Besiktas. Uh, really impressive team over there in, in Neptunus, Dave. They got Weaver, Grant. Uh, what, what have you seen from this team so far? Yeah, you know, this was a surprise for me. I was going, I didn't, and I didn't even know the result. I watched this on replay and didn't even know the result. Um, and, and to be honest, I kept, I kept thinking, okay, so I figured Besiktas won. Again, I didn't look at the result. Um, and then it was getting, you know, a bigger lead and bigger lead. I'm like, well, maybe they don't win this game. And, and, uh, and then, you know, you look at, you look at Grant, you look at Weaver, you know, you mentioned, uh, Williams, um, you, you have, uh, Dylan Kaitis, you know, uh, a veteran on the wing and they're given lots of time to Masulis, the kid, um, from, from Shagiris. And, uh, you know, this, this is a, this is a, this is a team that surprised me a little bit. And, and I think, um, you know, I love Grant and, and I love Weaver. So, and, and. Um, so I think that this, this team is gonna, you know, maybe, maybe pull off a couple of surprises. Uh, I don't, you know, Besiktas may not have been expecting, expecting this. Um, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you, what do you think about Besiktas? Yeah, this was a tough game for them offensively. Neptunus did a great job of defending Robin Benzing. He went for 20 plus points in round one. They were able to hold him to six points on one of five shooting from the field. So they took away Besiktas' his, his main weapon. And then once they did that, there's just not a whole lot else uh, on this team in terms of manufacturing points for Besiktas. Uh, Phil Pressey at point guard is a good creator off the dribble and a good passer, but he's a non-shooter. He was only one of five from the three-point line. Teams just aren't going to guard him out there. They're going to sag off, kind of clog the paint, and that makes things a little bit more difficult for everyone else. Uh, Pressey did have some incredible passes. He finished with 11 points and eight assists, so he still found a way to be effective. Uh, but that lack of shooting, I think, is is going to kind of bog down the Besiktas offense at times. Um one bright spot for them, though, Ivan Buva. Uh, he had 18 points, second straight good game for him, for Besiktas. Uh, so maybe if they can get Benzing going a little bit more next game uh, to kind of have that that duo with Buva, um, you know, maybe they can uh, pull out a win next week. Watching uh, Ivanovic, Coach Ivanovic, though, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, when Buva came to the, to, the, to the bench, he was, you know, really trying, you know, Shrugging his shoulders, saying, you know, talking to him, you know, I don't know exactly, obviously, what he was saying, but it just seems like he was questioning, you know, some of the things he was doing. I mean, like you look at the uh, the production, eighteen points, uh, you know, five rebounds, uh, but um, yet I, I can imagine that 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 um, that Ivanovic is is frustrated right now. Yeah, a lot of that probably had to do with Jure Grant on the other end, uh, just absolutely dominating in the paint for Neptunus. Uh, he finished with 13 points, nine rebounds. And I feel like the statistics kind of undersell his, uh, his impact. He only played 24 minutes and was, yeah, just a, an absolute monster when he was out there. So a great start to the season for Jure Grant. Neptunus are one and one, but that one loss uh, was the close overtime loss at Bologna. So this is looking like a really dangerous team uh, moving forward. Yeah, just like um, just like Freeboard, you know, you, you you said the 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 loss. I think it was seventeen three pointers for Halon in the in the Freeboard game. Um, and you look at that, you're like, okay, well, then you know you kind of can you know give them credit. For, you know, um, and, and really Neptunus, you, know, you look at Bologna and, and all the weapons that they have and, you know, that Neptunus played a, a, a close game. Uh, so yeah, similar, similar, um, similar path there with, with a, with a, a less known team that, uh, I think still can have a surprise factor for, for some of the quote bigger clubs. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll do it for our game-by-game breakdowns uh, for round two. If you want to go back and watch these games, you can do that on livebasketball.tv. You can check out uh, the highlights on the Basketball Champions League YouTube page. Of course, follow the Champions League on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at BasketballCL. And there's also a lot of great stuff up on the website right now, championsleague.basketball. There's uh, 10 takeaways from the round. There's the help side column by Igor Jerkovic. There's uh, an in-depth article on Bologna by Deacon Lloyd-Smith. So a lot of great stuff up on the website right now. Go check that out. 
Coming up next, we have our interview with Jordan Morgan, the big man for Banvit, who has been dominant through the first two rounds of the BCL season. Uh, Dave and I will join you on the other side of the Morgan interview to give some final thoughts and preview the week ahead. Takes a little contact, stays with it. There's Morgan, gets the offensive rebound and put back. And the drive and the basket is good by Morgan. Morgan faces up and hits the J. And it goes, and the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, from Jordan Morgan. So on this week, we have uh, Jordan Morgan from Bandit. Uh, Jordan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, this uh, this Champions League, basketball Champions League season started off pretty, pretty wild. Um, you guys beat Ludwigsburg in, in probably one of the craziest games we've ever seen. I mean, I don't know of any other game where a team has, uh, had a, a 2014, 24 point lead built up and then lose it. Um, maybe just, you know, talk about that game, your recollect recollections of that game. You outscored them 30 to nine in the second quarter and, and basically just, uh, really took over the game from there. We're up by 16 points in the second half. Maybe just talk about what happened that sparked such a, big change in the game like that man um i think it's more about what kind of didn't happen to start the game um it was, it was uh almost everything kind of went wrong um we had you know as a team we had a pretty good start to our preseason but we had a number of people kind of deal with injuries including myself so that was my second game back uh from from being out with a small injury you know Devin Oliver didn't play that game. Um, you know, we had guys like, uh, Alex Perez dealing with injuries. And, um, and, and so like one of the, one of the things that we're, we, we've been working through these past couple weeks is trying to get back on the same page and find a rhythm as a team. And so, um, it, it was, it kind of, like I said, everything kind of just went wrong to start the game. And, but one of the things about our team, is we're young and we are, you know, somewhat inexperienced. Uh, I'm the second oldest on the team and I'm 27. So, um, you know, that's, that, that's, I'd, I'd, be, I'd venture to guess we're probably one of the younger teams in Champions League um, because all of our, all of our Turkish players are 22 years old and younger. And, uh, and so we have a very young team with a lot to learn, but we are very competitive. Um, we play with a lot of energy a lot of uh, um, a lot of aggressiveness, you know, defensively, and you know, um, running the floor, and we we have a lot of energy as a team, and I think that that once we kind of got that like the first little uh, those little hiccups out of the way, and we start to focus more on our defense, um, I think that's when the game changed for us. You know, our mentality changed, and we focused on our defense and getting out in open court and getting some easy baskets. And then things kind of start to go a little bit better from there. But one of the things about this team is no matter who we've played, uh, you know, we, you know, even in our Turkish league games or our preseason games um, against, you know, we played a number of EuroLeague teams in our preseason. We always fought hard down to the end of the game. And um, that's, that's really characteristic of our team. We have a very, uh, uh, a lot of fight and that's what we showed in that game, it doesn't matter how far we were down. You know, we're going to play with a, a energy and an intensity until the game is over. And, and, and it just prevailed for us that game. Yeah, Jordan, you were in kind of a similar situation in your game against Le Mans, where it was close in the first half uh, before you outscored them 31-15 to 15 in the third and then 29-20 in the fourth. Uh, what is it about this team that lets it explode for these big runs? And how do you guys go about trying to sustain that for 40 minutes? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it was just our focus on defense. We had t three really good quarters of defense against LeMan. Um, the first quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. Our second quarter defensively was our worst quarter, and I think if you look at the point totals, it'll tell you that. Um, we had a good lead after the first quarter, um, and we kind of gave that up. And so uh, when we got back uh, in the third quarter, came out with a lot of energy. Uh, we're going to run and, and try to get to the rim. You know, we got bigs and 
um, and, and forwards that'll get under the rim and seal for guys to get layups. We'll get you know open shots, and when we can focus on defense, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of our team, like mentally, offensively. Guys kind of forget and have less pressure when it comes to trying to score the ball. And it's always better when you can get easy baskets and see some layups go in. Guys' confidence definitely grows. Yeah, and you've been getting quite a few easy baskets, um, you know, just kind of jumping on teams in transition and everything. And individually, you're off to a great start. You're averaging 25 points, eight rebounds per game in the Champions League, uh, shooting 51% from the field. What what are the keys to your success this season? Um, well, number one, just... You know, you can't ignore, you know, a good offseason worth of work. You know, that's number one. Um, but, you know, this team, you know, makes it really easy, man. It makes my job easy. I just play really hard, man. I play really hard. I run the floor. I'm attacking on the offensive glass. And that gives me a lot of opportunities to get the ball in the paint. And then it's my job from there to convert. I got teammates that like to pass. I mean, you know, people see the 23-8 to last game, but, I think what stands out more is we got guys that had 10, 10, 8, 5, and 3 steals and 10, you know, 12, 9, 4. And, you know, that's the kind of team we have. We got a lot of guys that do a lot of things well. And so uh, for me personally, it's just been, been about being in great shape, staying confident, even when, you know, even when shots aren't falling. And then, you know, I set high standards for myself um, and my individual performance. And so, while my performance might look good to, you know, the viewer, you know, the average viewer, um, I'm, I'm measuring my, my performance by my own standards, which, you know, are even higher than what most people might expect. I, I know stats aren't always the, the best way to, to see if someone's a leader or not. Um, but if you look at, if you look at your stats though, um, from your time at, at Michigan, you really, you really weren't, uh, you know, putting up, putting up big numbers, if you look at the the players who are around you, it's really no surprise. You know, 2013, you were with uh, on a team with five NBA guys, and then in 14, you were the captain and starter of a team with four NBA guys. Um, and and most of the let's call them stars of the basketball champions league, you know, were were really let's call them individual stars or at least guys who put up big numbers uh, in college. Um, you're just kind of developing that now. You had a big season last year with Olympia in the in the Basketball Champions League as well, but you're you're just kind of now starting to develop. I was just was wondering if you can maybe talk about how that process went for you um, in 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 going from a guy who you know you know defensive anchor you know and 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 yeah. and a role player ish type guy if you want to call it that to well, really sure. one sure. one of the 100% leaders. Was a role player. <laughs> okay. Um, to a, to really a leader on a on a on a high level team. Um, there's a, there's a few things you know that went into my development as a player. I mean, I I will 100 percent accept the the fact that I was a role player on my on my college teams, um, and I accepted it, embraced it. Um, but like you said, I played with like uh, a number of NBA guys, most of which uh, you know more than half of them first round picks. So you know, I'm not ashamed of that. I, I I take that role, uh, you know, happily, and that that, that was that was my role on that team, um, and I and, and I was a defensive anchor, um, you know, even one year was B- Big Ten All Defensive Team during my career, so that that was who I was, and what happened is, um, you know, after I left college, I had a, a couple years where, um, I I just I just had okay seasons, you know, I had I had one that was an okay season, one that was really a disappointment. And I found that I was a, you know, I was being really passive, and um, I found that I was being really passive as a player. And it, it just, it for me, it was just a decision to say, look, um, I'm not finding success in the, in this passive role. And I just decided that if I was going to fail, I was going to fail being aggressive. And so that was the first decision that I made. And and then with that came um, came a lot of work, a lot of work in the off season. And when I say work, I'm not talking about trying to be in the gym for eight hours. I'm talking about very specific and deliberate work. You know, I was able to evaluate uh, after two seasons in Europe. Um, I was able to evaluate what, what, where in the in the European style of basketball I can be very effective. I was able to evaluate that, and then I was able to take that into my training and work and drill those specific areas. Um, and so, 
you know, now, now I, I, you know, I find myself like being able to see the game and know, I know what my spots are that I'm going to be able to attack. And I stay on the attack when I'm there. I'm always trying to attack every play, whether I'm going to have the ball in my hands or not. I'm running the floor. I'm sealing under the basket. Uh, I'm setting great screens. I'm going after every offensive rebound. And when I have the ball, if the opportunity is there, I'm trying to score. And, um, you know, I'm trying to be efficient about it. I'm not trying to try to be uh, inefficient about it. Um, but it's just a mindset that I have. Like, if I miss a shot, it's okay. I had to be, I had to get myself okay with making mistakes. And, um, you know, one of the most important changes that I made as well uh, a couple years ago was just, you know, building the right team. And, uh, and, and some guys, it works for some guys, it might not for others, but for me, it was important. I found number one, a basketball trainer who became a great friend of mine and a strength trainer who also became a great friend of mine. And they both pushed me to do things in my training that I might not be comfortable with. And, and I just find that that works better having people that push me. So I might go in the gym for an hour and a half instead of four hours, five hours. But in that hour and a half, it's very deliberate, it's very specific, and it's high intensity. And when I go into my weight, my, my strength training sessions, it's very deliberate, but it's high intensity. And, and it, might, it might be, like I said, it might be an hour, it might be an hour and a half, but it's very deliberate and it's very high intensity. And that has really taken my level these past two years. Um, so the mindset change was, was maybe three years ago, but the past two seasons were after I built this team of, of, of friends who now helped me take my game to the next level by pushing me when I'm, when I'm training, I'm at the highest level I can. And then that way the games, they become easy. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, back in 2014, uh, when you were still kind of a role player guy, uh, with Michigan, you guys went to the Elite Eight, um, and you were pursuing your master's in manufacturing engineering. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah. So, so back then, you received a really nice letter uh, from President Barack Obama, and then he also singled you out in a speech when he spoke at Michigan. Um, how did it feel to get those those personal shout outs from Obama like that? Man, I was uh, I was a little bit blown away, man. Um, you know, as a guy, like you said, as a role player guy. It's not, you know, I, I never really asked for the limelight. I'm more of a quiet guy myself anyways, but, you know, just to get some recognition on the things that you do, especially off the court, because I put in a lot of work. And for me, my education was important. Uh, my parents stressed it. So my education was important. Um, community service was important for me. So I was very active in the community service. Um, those things were uh, were important to me, and, and I put a lot of time into them. So to get them recognized, especially by, you know, someone that, uh, you know, you, you look up to as a role model. Um, I mean, even bigger than a role model. It's, it was uh, definitely a surreal moment. Now it's not just basketball for you. It's actually been a couple of years now. You, you have the, um, the Jordan Morgan foundation. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're looking to improve social and educational welfare for the youth of this, you know, mainly for, Detroit, but also the state of Michigan. May you just talk about that and, you know, how that, uh, how that foundation came about? What were some of the, some of the reasons for that and, and what you want yeah. to accomplish, uh, in really a, a, a wonderful endeavor? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mentioned, I mentioned just briefly, uh, just a second ago that community service has been important to me. So, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things when I take a look back at my life, I recognize that, um, a lot of things have, have, have gone my way and somebody call it luck. Um, you know, some, some call it favor and either way you look at it, I've been blessed with a lot in my life, um, given some of the circumstances I've dealt with. And so for me, I look at it as a responsibility to pay it forward. And so the things that people have done for me, the opportunities that I've had, um, I need, I, I felt that I had to take advantage of, of my platform and my resources to make a difference in the lives of others that might not have those positive influences and positive interactions in their life. So the Jordan Morgan foundation, we formed that in 2015. And since then we've been doing a number of, uh, like you, like you mentioned, a number of social welfare programs for youth in Detroit, um, some sports camps centered around life skills. We also do a lot of, uh, STEM outreach programs. So we have 
like summer camps where kids learn about science, technology, engineering, and math. And we've partnered with Google and, uh, you know, um, a number of other partners in the state of Michigan to expose a lot of these inner city kids to things that they wouldn't otherwise see. And um, that's just a couple of our, of our main programs that we've done. But the goal is always to change these children's lives, change the way they look at the world and change the way they see themselves. And so hopefully they begin to imagine a better future for themselves than they might have been doing before. And and really that's, you know, kind of talking to you, right? You know, you growing up, you talking to, you know, you had exactly. a, a really, a really tough, uh, a really tough upbringing. Um, you know, if people want to know about it, you know, go free, you know, go and, you know, yeah, Morgan's, uh, Jordan's been open about it and talked about it. Um, just maybe how that upbringing, upbringing kind of brought that out of you, let's say. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, um, early on in my childhood, um, you know, my mother and I, it was, it was just me and her and we didn't have a whole lot. Um, uh, but I, but I would say, I would say I was very blessed in that, um, by a reasonable age, about six years old, we had a stable home and my mom worked very hard to provide that. Um, she worked hard to go back and get her her college education while working, you know, overtime to provide for us. And so she really set an example for me. And um, and so I look at my I look at myself as very blessed. I mean, there are people that definitely have worse circumstances, but considering where you know how my life started out, um, I look at where I'm at and even where I was then, like at the University of Michigan, and I and I feel very blessed. And so that's one of the reasons why. Um, it's so this work is so important to me because, um, you never know what my life could have been. And I, you know, in the, I never really can pinpoint any one interaction that I might've had with somebody that shaped the way that I saw myself or wanted my future to be. And so, um, you know, the work we do for, for the, the foundation, that's, that's purpose work, uh, basketball is my passion, uh, but making an impact on the lives of people. That's, that's, that's where you start to build your purpose. And so, you know, I, I, like you said, I, I, uh, I encourage anybody that's interested to hear more to definitely check out, you know, our website, just jordanmorganfoundation.com. Everything you need to know is there, but, um, it's definitely, it's definitely something that I take a lot of pride in off the court. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool that, you know, you've been able to give back, uh, give back like that after coming from a rough start. Um, kind of switching topics. I was, I was wondering about, uh, these neuroscience headphones, the, uh, the the team has kind of, I think put it on Instagram, uh, recently. I was just wondering what's, what's the deal with those. Can you explain what's happening with the neuroscience headphones? And Uh, yeah. uh, So, so halo, halo sport has built these, uh, headphones that are now used by a lot of the, uh, a lot of top tier training, uh, organizations, uh, some of the team USA programs, uh, some, you know, some of the top, um, physical training programs around the world. And what they do is, um, they actually prime your neuro, your, your, um, they prime your nervous system. And so they prime your neural, your neural cortex in your brain before you do an activity. And it's, if you, if you, to simplify it, it supercharges your nervous system. So that way you learn muscle memory faster. And so I use them in the off season, especially for training before every basketball training session, I use them as a way to, uh, to better reinforce the skills that I'm learning in my workouts. So before I'm doing my form shooting and working on my basketball shooting form, I'm using them. And so that way you're actually developing that muscle memory a little bit faster than you would without them. Um, and so I use them for training. I also use them to warm up for games. Um, but, it's been an interesting tool that I've added to my repertoire over the past couple of years. And the way I look at it, as you mentioned, I'm an engineer. So, um, I, I, I like to take advantage of any tool that I have at my disposal because the way I look at it is 5% improvement. Even if it's only 5%, that's still a major improvement. And it can be the difference between winning and losing a game or the difference between, um, the season you want or the season or not having the season you want. And so, I, I, I'm, very, I'm very much a believer in it. If something helps you even a little bit, um, you know, you obviously got to weigh the cost, but if it's worth it, I think, I think most times it is worth it to get that advantage because you only have one career. 
discovered the secret sauce, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, publicly, you um, you shouted out to the Banvit fan group, Uni Banvit. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, going down to Banvit and playing games there. Um, I just was wondering what it's like uh, playing in that atmosphere as, as, a, as a home player. You know, I was very excited to come here as a player. Um, I've known Bandit uh, my whole career almost. My my first year when I was playing in Euro Cup, uh, when I was in, in Italy, we played here in the playoffs. And it was, I remember the environment still to this day. And uh, they're, you know, Bandit's a club well known for their development, for players taking the next step in their career. And so for me, coming here was a tremendous honor. And uh, we played here last year, obviously playing in Champions League. We played against them when I was with Olympia. So, I knew what the atmosphere was and uh, I, I, I want to give, I wanted to give a lot of credit and I still do give a lot of credit to our fans, especially in that, um, that Ludwigsburg game, because even when we were down 24 points, I believe they were there and they were cheering the whole game. And the, the energy that you get from that, um, it just, you know, it makes the game so much easier to play. Um, and, uh, you know they really, they really, really love the, the, the team here, and and it makes it it makes it fun, and you know it's fun for them, but they make it fun for us. And so, you know, you always want to definitely show your your fans that you appreciate them, um, because you know they're standing there, they're standing there going crazy all game and yelling all game. And so, um, you know, I I I know they'll be there all season, and we're gonna need them for sure. Uh, you guys, uh, the club reached the final, the cha- Basketball Champions League final in 2017 and the quarterfinals last year. Uh, what's the goal for Banvit this season, playoffs, Final Four, championship? Uh, talk about uh, what you guys want to do and what you're going to need to do to do that. Well, I mean, I think I think you're selling yourself short if you don't aim for a championship when you set out. Um, so the goal is to win a championship. Uh, the most important thing about that goal, though, is we have to take it step by step. And the way that we get there is we focus on each, each individual game. We can't start thinking about winning the championship right now. The most important thing is, you know, on Tuesday, we got to go to last year and try to win there. And so, you know, as a team, I think you'll see a lot of growth from us even throughout the year. We'll have some ups and some downs, like I said, but that's that's normal with a young team. Um, but I don't think that there's anybody in Basketball Champions League that we can't compete with. Um, and, and, and I think that setting the goal for winning a championship is very reasonable when you, when that's the case, I think we can compete with anybody. And I think we would sell our team short if we don't aim to win a championship. Cool. Yeah. I I don't know if you know, uh, about this, but the champions league website puts out a team of the week every week, kind of highlighting some of the top performers and you've been left off twice, man. You're putting up twenty-five and eight on the Uno team in that group. What do you, what do you got to do next week? Go out and get like thirty and ten or something? You know, um, I would just say, man, that we've had some really impressive uh, performances, and uh, you know, obviously it's unfortunate that you know you get left off or whatever. But um, as I mentioned before, my my uh, standards for success. Is it has to remain consistent. I, I have goals that I have for myself for the season, for every year, and um, it's important for me to just stay focused on those and not get too caught up in who gets this award or that award. Um, if I focus on what I need to do, uh, you know, as it pertains to my standard for myself, the recognition will come. And so um, I don't want to get distracted too much by that. That's my answer. So I'm just going to go out, man. And, uh, and and try to leave my mark on the game and try to win the game. And that's the most important thing right now is trying to win this game, trying to lead this team, and trying to make sure my impact is felt when I'm on the court. Um, as far as the, the team of the week goes, it would be a, it would be a cool honor, but it's not a, it's not a, a priority. Well, the, the Basketball Champions League uh, season is only two weeks old, and it's, it's been great following you already this year. And uh, look, good luck the rest of the season and down the road and and thanks for taking so much time and uh coming out and talk to us again man thanks for having me i uh appreciate it and i'm looking forward to the rest of this this season it's been fun so far and the games are always fun with you guys so thank you 
All right. Thanks again to Banvitz Jordan Morgan for his time this week. Uh, Dave, Jordan's a pretty interesting guy, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, you know obviously his backstory with his with the the, the struggles early on, and and then um, the the foundation are obviously fantastic fantastic stories. But one of the things that probably interests me most was was that development. Um, you know, he was on a he he was you know really just a role player with just unbelievable you know players. Uh, Burke Robinson, you know, were on that uh, were on those Michigan teams that reached the final and. Um, but to, to go and, and, um, and really change, change yourself, change the, the way you play to change, change the way you see yourself in the game. I thought that was really, uh, a fascinating insight that he offered and, and, um, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the top guys in the league, um, you know, two years now in a row and, and, uh, you know, still young, still has plenty of career ahead of him. So I, th- I think that uh, that change is, is going to be uh, real fascinating to watch over definitely the rest of this season and then looking beyond. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could have talked to, to Jordan for like another half hour. I thought he said a lot of a lot of really interesting things there. I was really curious about, about the neuroscience headphones. Um, and it's just really cool to see a basketball player, uh, you know, who thinks that way and who, uh, you know, took the time when he was in college to go through and get his master's degree and dedicate that much time to his studies and, and community service. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he seems like a really well-rounded guy. Uh, and obviously he's just an absolute beast on the basketball court this season. Banvit in this upcoming week, uh, they go on the road at Latvia taking on Vinchbills. Uh, Dave, I'm assuming that's probably not one of your games of the week next week, but looking ahead to next Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, what, what games are the most appealing to you? I'd, I'd say maybe the biggest game on Tuesday is Lamont hosting Ludwigsburg. You know, Lamont, they're both 0-2, whoever loses, and, and probably both, you know, a little bit of a surprise being an 0-2. And so, um, either of those teams is going to be 0 and 3. You either have, uh, you know, quarterfinalists and semifinalists, Ludwigsburg or the French champion Le Mans. Um, Le Mans would have, you know, just lost at home to, to go 0 and 3 or Ludwigsburg at 0 and 3. So I think that's probably the biggest slash most, most important, uh, game in, in terms of, uh, group dynamics. What do you got? Yeah, I was going to mention Le Mans and Ludwigsburg as well, just because of the element of desperation there between two 0-2 teams. Uh, both teams, of course, really need a win. So I think the intensity, I think the drama of that game is is going to be really great. Uh, also on Tuesday, I'm super intrigued by Nizhny versus Morcia. Uh, Morcia started the season 2-0, and like we said earlier. Nizhny 1-1 uh, with a, what looks like a star in the making in the BCL with Kendrick Perry. So I'm really excited for that game. Uh, looking ahead to Wednesday, there's some really intriguing ones. The one that jumps out to me, Ike Athens, uh, the defending champions, hosting Tyrese Rice in Bomberg. Uh, Dave, do you, do you think Athens have any shot of slowing down Tyrese Rice? That's what it's going to take. You know, they're going to have to figure out a way to do it. And, uh, you know, this is a team that we talked about. They're a, they're a, a very good look from, uh, from hitting, uh, you know, from Nimburg hitting at three to, to making them 0 and 2. Uh, so they can be happy to be one and one, I think, right now. And, and, uh, you know, it's a Bumberg team that's also shown, um, you know, their, their blemishes. And so it's, it's going to be a team. It's going to be a game of two te- teams that are, are still really trying to find themselves and, and have, have gone through ups and downs. So yeah, I, that, that, that was definitely, uh, definitely one of them, uh, that I had on, on my radar. I, I, I think another one might be also the, the, the Besiktas, uh, Strasbourg game. Um, you know, what, what, uh, Besiktas, how they're able to bounce back from the, the loss, uh, at Neptunas and, uh, if Strasbourg can move to three and oh. For sure. That should be an interesting one as well. And if you're looking for points, I would suggest, uh, Antwerp hosting Hapoel Jerusalem. I feel like that one's going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you, if you like offense, check that one out. Uh, like I said, you can watch all of the games on livebasketball.tv. Uh, follow the basketball champions league at basketball CL on all of the social platforms. Uh, and, and be sure to check out championsleague.basketball for a lot of great content up on the website. Uh, Dave, any, any final thoughts before we wrap it up this week? 
yeah, just looking forward to another week of games. You know, two double overtimes uh, this past week, plus uh, plus four more games that were six points or, or closer. You know, we had lots of overtimes in the first week. Uh, a couple of teams maybe surprising at at zero and two and. Um, and, and, and right now, you know, most of the, most of the, 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 let's say top title contenders are showing why. Um, so, uh, it's, it, and we, we just highlighted some, some good, some good matchups next week. So it's going to, it should be another thrilling week, uh, uh, in the week to come. For sure, it should be a great round three of BCL action. Thanks again to our guest, Jordan Morgan from Banvit. For Dave Hine out in Germany, my name is Austin Green. This has been BCL Coast to Coast, and we'll talk to you next week.